This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone. Easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends. And then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, and welcome to uh, another Monday Mini. Today is actually a little bit more serious uh, than the typical topics that I've been bringing (laughs) as we talk about games and such. So I do want to go ahead and put a content warning. Uh, We are going to be talking about adoption and foster care uh, and not necessarily in the most positive light, as well as abuse against the indigenous communities and very, very outdated language. So please understand if we are using terms that you're like, oh, you're not supposed to say that anymore. You are correct, but we're either quoting or talking about specific acts and or something that is being said directly about a committee that has been named back in the early, in mid-19th century. Which, by the way, that sounds like so long ago, but it really wasn't. It really wasn't. No. Anyway, back to that. So, go ahead and put that in your head as we talk about our topic today. And um, there's a lot of upheaval within our justice system as the current Supreme Court has taken some, I'll say unprecedented, but probably not in all honesty, as well as as the fact predicted almost steps uh, in overturning a lot of policies and constitutional rights these last few months. And we couldn't pass by without mentioning the continued stripping of the tribal sovereignty of the indigenous community here in the U.S. And I think it's really important that we talk about this because, yes, um, 
while we're not specifically talking about, uh, I guess, feminist level of conversations, we are talking about how this does come down to uh, affecting the women and children of this community, as well as the non-binary or two-spirit. And I think it's really important that we talk about it and make sure that we are keeping tabs in what is happening with uh, this community. As we talked about in our past episode, when it comes to politics, the indigenous communities are one of the most underrepresented communities around the world. Uh, As new studies and discoveries continue to show the persecutions and overall genocide of the indigenous community, including the discoveries of mass graves at past boarding schools uh, that Native children were forced into, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit more. Again, we're not going into too deep uh, about these specific things, but kind of wanted to make sure that we are keeping tabs. Uh, But recently, the Supreme Court has reversed some of the autonomy that Native communities have worked so hard to try to regain. And y'all, we're not talking in the last 200 years. We're talking about the last 50, 60, 70 years that's been happening. That's relatively young. Just recently, the Supreme Court ruled to expand state authority to allow for a prosecution of some crimes uh, in the Native American land. As before, the tribes had the right to govern their own land, but with this new court ruling has given leeway to the state to be more involved. Then on top of that fact, uh, on the federal level, the U.S. government have always had authority in Native lands to prosecute if they felt there was a need. Uh, So there's a possibility that a Native person could be prosecuted three times for one crime. So it's really, really dangerous. It's obviously very intentional, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, And then with this type of ruling, they have, as Justice Gorsuch wrote in his dissension, failed to honor the nation's promises, uh, which we know has been a long time in conversation in trying to right those so many wrongs uh, against the Native community. But other acts are up to be possibly overturned by the current Supreme Court, including the Indian Child Welfare Act or the ICWA. The ICWA was enacted in 1978 after research showed a federal push to assimilate Native Americans to white culture. The ICWA was a call to correct the unforgivable agenda placed by white supremacists. According to the data collected by lawyers and indigenous activists, the overall push to wipe out the Native people used the welfare system to assimilate Native children to white culture. Though we aren't going to go too deep into the horrific history today, that is something for us to to come back and visit for sure. We'll, We'll do a quick summary of how we got here today. So, with the ugly history of colonization of the United States, there is a lot of information we are still lacking. But the things we know are not pretty, to say the least. And after the massacre and uprooting of the Native peoples, other forms of isolation were used to try to destroy the Native legacy, including boarding schools. One of the founders of a school in Oklahoma even said, A great general has said that the only good Indian is a dead one, and that high sanction of his destruction has been an enormous factor in promoting Indian massacre. In a sense, I agree with the sentiment, but only in this, that all the Indian there is in the race should be dead. Kill the Indian in him, save the man, and that sentiment has continued. Which is gross. 
Now discovering or perhaps now paying more attention to this fact, um, the the many unmarked graves and grave sites of the Native children, uh, many have acknowledged how these schools were a part of the problem and never the solution. But it wasn't just the schools. Many Native women were pushed and oftentimes forced against their will into sterilization. In a government-funded service, over 3,000 Native women were forced to be given involuntary sterilization in the 70s, hiding behind the narrative that they were offering health care and assistance. And this practice was done to many marginalized women at that time. But um, that wasn't enough. Uh, At the time, Christian missionaries would come into homes offering services to help care for children at different children's homes while the family tried to better their situation with the promise that the children would return home. But oftentimes that would not happen, but they would be told that the children were better off at the home of another family, often a white family. Right. The Native activists and people have been working to correct the mass atrocities against their community. Um, and for those who were working with the Indigenous community at the time, they could not ignore the fact that children were being ripped from their home and their community uh, more than any other group of children at the time. And as many as 35% of the Native children were being taken out of their home and more than 85% of them were being sent to non-Native homes. Uh, Native children are still more likely to be placed in a non-Native foster home than not and are more likely to be removed from a home than white children. So it's really important that we understand these statistics about who are being targeted and how. Um, In 1978, after research and two audits and 28 days of hearing, the ICWA was passed. Um, It was during this hearing, one congressman argued, quote, the federal government for its part has been conspicuous by its lack of action. It has chosen to allow the agencies to strike at the heart of Indian communities by literally stealing Indian children. This course can only weaken rather than strengthen the Indian child, the family, and the community. This at a time when the federal government purports to be working to help strengthen Indian communities. It has been called cultural genocide. So I think it's really important what they were fighting for. They understood that they were taking apart the Native community, and it was originated from the idea of that kill the Indian, not the man uh, perspective. And it was still being practiced in the late 1970s when they were trying to have a conversation about what has been allowed throughout history. Um, So the ICWA did pass at that time and added protection for Native families and gave specific regulations for caseworkers who were working these cases, including some of the following. Providing active efforts to the family, identifying a placement that fits under the ICWA preference provisions, notifying the child's tribe and the child's parents of the child custody proceeding, and working actively to involve the child's tribe and the child's parents in these proceedings, which by the way, when we do it, when I was a caseworker, as a, as a defects worker or as a child welfare worker, that was actually stated for us for any family, not necessarily the tribal, but trying to find someone within their own family and or community. And I think it's something that should have been done a long time ago and it should still be do- happening. I don't know if it is. We don't know because I'm not a part of that industry anymore. However, it is something to note that this has uh, had long repercussions uh, in most children's lives. Um, And though it's been in place for decades, uh, there isn't much data as to whether A, governments are upholding this act, or B, if it's been effective. And it isn't surprising to know that many have tried to undermine the effectiveness of this act or even getting data to ensure that it is being enforced. So a lot of the conversations that we're having around any of these native acts 
it's not being enforced to the full degree, and so it's being ripped apart. Now, what's happening is that it is being challenged under the Supreme Court to file a ruling because it has been challenged in the Bracken v. Uh, Holland uh, case. And the plaintiffs include six foster parents uh, led by Chad and Jennifer Bracken, who are non-native foster parents in Texas, and they are trying to adopt a child and feel that this has been unconstitutional. So this filing with them at the helm has also been filed by the New Civil Liberties Alliance, which are a conservative nonprofit working to challenge a lot of the laws that have already been passed and or they feel that have violated their civil rights, including, you know, past COVID mandates. So if you want to know who they are. And in this conversation, in this fight, they are challenging the ICWA as being unconstitutional and saying that it is actually racist against them and their rights to being able to adopt a Native child. There's a lot we have to watch with this because, once again, this is undermining and bringing on the decimation of sovereignty and tribal sovereignty, which has taken, which has not even been that effective. Let's just be really honest. The government has not done much when it comes to protecting Native rights. Um, and the little that has happened is suddenly coming at the table of the Supreme Court who are doing some things that make me question a lot about our country. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say it like that, but whatever, I guess. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Thank you. 
So the director of the National Indian Child Welfare Association uh, actually stated that those kids and families would lose the protections that they have right now that help them stay connected to family, community, and culture, that help to ensure the Native children grow up knowing who they are, who their families are, and who they are connected to. And as we were talking about before about the cultural genocide, there's a conversation about one specific tribe in Wabanaki in 2015 that they looked at some of the things that were happening on their lands, uh, what was happening with their community, and they have talked about the fact that they are still undergoing cultural genocide uh, thanks to a lot of conversations like this, like a lot of these acts like this that continue to strip away the rights of individuals. Um, as a caseworker, I have seen cases where we've had to make sure that we are alerting uh, tribal communities, specifically when it comes to uh, someone who is registered as a specific tribal member, and making sure that they are aware of what's happening. Because as we have seen, as we've talked about before in many episodes when it comes to adoptions, when it comes to surrogacy, there is a fine line between... Um, adopting and caring for a child versus actually selling and trafficking children. Um, and when you look at the history, such as the history of the Native people, it is all about white supremacy and and trying to decimate a tribe, a race, uh, a community of people. And we have to make sure that we are t- continuing to talk about this because as much as that we won't hear the conversation of being prosecution or discrimination against this white couple— versus, okay, but who, what are we really doing and who is there? Um, And there's that bigger conversation that there is a grandmother present who is caretaking of another child who maybe, I believe, is a sibling in that case, and whether or not that she should have uh, guardianship over this child. And then, yes, the bigger conversation, and I've heard it, and I've heard it so many times, I've had people personally involved, that these these children that are in these non- Native homes have bonded with these parents. Yes, I agree with that. I understand that, and that is important. But also, you we are not looking at the bigger picture of what is happening and who has allowed this to happen to begin with when it shouldn't have been. It should have been a family placement from jump. Um, and yeah, that the bigger conversation about the sterilization of the Native women, as well as tricking families in, in taking their children away, which has happened which has happened not just in the Native communities, but has more so been targeted towards communities like the Native communities. And we need to be very aware of that and make sure we understand what's happening. So from what I understand, this was supposed to be uh, heard in front of the Supreme Court, possibly in May, but it has been pushed to October. Um, But we definitely need to keep an eye out on what is happening as they are decimating the rights of a community. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um... And we will. Um, and as always, listeners, if you have any resources for us or things we should be paying attention to, we always love getting that from you. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Steph I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865.
Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.